Howdy, howdy, welcome. Oh, I forgot to look up. Um, Your bear fact? No, it's something, but it's something else I was going to do for some of our viewers. Oh, it's this hollow. What? Hollow. What's hollow? Hollow what? Hello. That's hello in German. Hello. <laughs> okay. Yeah, hello from... Really, really nice of you to, to yeah, yeah. For German viewers. Good for you. Good for you. I didn't even think of that. So we got our bear fact. Bears have favorite trees and they will walk miles just to scratch their back on their favorite tree. They have one tree. I mean, they like look at that tree and they're like, yep, that's, that's the, one. the one. That's the tree. That is it. They scratch their backs they on will, their, on their favorite tree. They will walk miles just for their fucking tree. Imagine if they like they just went like six miles, and then there's another bear on their tree. Do you think those bears fight? Oh, for sure. That's his tree. Get off my tree, man! No, this is my tree. Bear tree. Bear trees. Okay, well, I mentioned uh, a second ago that Henry had a really interesting idea about our our shack deal, and so I picked him up from the airport last night, and we were talking about our little. Our, our ordeal with Shaq and trying to figure out how to brand products with Shaq's name and his likeliness. He said, there might be a loophole where you do it as a parody because apparently there's this guy, I forget the, the name of it that he mentioned, where he created something called fake Starbucks or something like that. It's pretty much the same logo, the same menu, the same store. And people would go there. No, it wasn't fake Starbucks. I think they called it dumb Starbucks or something like that. But then it's just this loophole where you're, it's a parody. It's not actually Starbucks. But, you know, you call it like Silly Shack or something. Silly Shack. Silly Shack. Silly Shack. <laughs> so the Silly Shack this. The Silly Shack tar. The Silly Shack tar. So maybe that's an option for us, but still. Shaq is such a silly guy. He is. He really is. <laughs> Still love those Gold Bond commercials. He is a silly goose. I remember he did a, a commercial once for Buick, and he got into like a, one of the Buick sedans, and they, like they watched, they like filmed him getting into the car, and you can see where the the driver's seat was. It was basically the back seat. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that, that. All the way in the back. Yeah. Um, but no, he's. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll get in contact with him soon. <laughs> We're going to make something happen. Who do I got to speak to? Exactly. We'll, we'll make it happen. But uh, anything interesting today? Uh, kind of, yeah. I did a couple of things. Um, I finished applying and submitting my paperwork to get my passport. So I had to go up to USPS, the dying postal service that no one really uses. Actually, it was surprising. There was a handful of people in there. Mostly, it's just older, older whenever people. I, whenever I ship my products, I use UPS, not USPS. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but I went in there, and this guy who was helping me, this officer, he was so funny. He was just super dry, just saying some shit to to make me upset or something. I, I couldn't tell. He was like, "Okay, I need you to like write your name here." Full name, first, middle, and last. And I write it down. And he goes, all right, close enough. And 
I, and then I like start to write. He's like, can you write your address here? And he goes, all right, that might work. <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to submit this to get my passport. And he's like, I need you to make copies of your birth certificate and your driver's license. Go two doors down, tell them to photocopy it. They know what to do. And I say, okay. He says, when, I, when you get back, we'll take care of the rest. So I come back and he's like, all right, so we took two pictures for your photo. This one, you can keep it as a souvenir. It's not very good. And so we'll keep the next one. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so then I submitted that. And so now I think the waiting period is like 18 weeks. For your passport? Mm-hmm. Where are you planning on going? I don't know, just to have it. Um, do you ever have to renew it? Yes, you do have to renew your passport. Like how often? I don't, I don't know. How often do you have to renew your passport? Because I think there was someone in there behind me who was renewing their passport, but I don't know the timetable for it. Um, what does it say? 10 years. Once every 10 years? Or just... If you're under 16, it's valid for 10 years, but once you're over 16, you have to renew it every five years. Oh. Okay, that would make sense. But, yeah, that's, that's one thing that I did today. You can, uh, you can apply to renew it up to a year before because there's this thing that says can i renew my passport two years before it expires no only in the last year of it being eligible anyways i think it's just another thing now that i have to keep track of that i just decided to put upon myself but whatever being an adult yep and uh then i went to costco today mm, being an adult yeah i went to costco uh grabbed my dad's card and went to Costco. It's amazing. If you ever go in there by yourself, just looking around. There is so much stuff in there. Not in, just anything. You can think of anything. Like automated ceiling trash cans, um, massagers, like those massage guns that people get. I went there and I got some knives, some kitchen knives, and some silverware because I need it for my place, but they do this thing where they kind of like market right next to products. I feel like whenever I go into Costco, I just want to buy so many things because it's all in bulk. There's just so much and it's, it's kind of cheap for what it is. I mean, you think about it, 20 bucks for 90 granola bars. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like these are such great deals. I just need to buy it all. Like I'm never going to get these, these deals ever again. Yeah. I can't go anywhere else. That's the exact marketing. Is it? Scheme. Scheme. Yeah. Marketing scheme. That's exactly what they want you to think. But then they had the air fryer aisle, and I was like, oh, should I get an air fryer? I was like, no, I've got an Instant Pot. It's pretty much the same thing. But then they have just so much. I, I kind of want, I, I, I definitely bought a couple of things I probably didn't need, but that's okay. We'll just see. Um, yeah, Costco's crazy. So many people. So many people. And it was like, what, like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and it was packed. It's always packed. It's also odd to me that they close so soon. I think they close at like six o'clock or something. Costco? Yeah, they close like pretty pretty early in the afternoon. They don't go very late. Which yeah, kind of well, sucks for people who work during yeah. the day, right? Can't go to Costco. It's like, oh, I need to take off work so I can go to Costco. <laughs> but then that's why they're super busy on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays, always packed from open to close. But it's a great store. You can find anything in there. Like if the zombie apocalypse started, the first place I'm going is Costco. I think everyone would too. If the zombie apocalypse started... I go to the dollar store. That's, that's a pretty fair assumption. 
There's a lot of stuff you can find but there, too. If the too. zombie apocalypse started, would money be worth anything anymore? Like, would there be a real need for money if the whole world is just getting taken over by zombies? No, there's not. But then again, if you think about it, who's going to go to the dollar store? And they've got a lot of stuff in there you could use. That is so true. No one's going to think about going to the Dollar General. I go in there and they've got everything you might need. They've got, well, not Straws that not that much, but... Napkins. Yep. And... Paper cups. Yep. Party supplies. You can make a fort. Little toys. Yeah. Dinosaurs. I might also go to Home Depot. I think that'd be a good place to go to. Get a bunch of wood. What are you going to make? A fort. <laughs> get some power tools. <laughs> I'm sweating. I've already had three drops run down my arm, and it's not even hot in here. It's because you're doing all those board tricks. And then you just take a shower just now. Yeah. Why? Because you were sweaty? Dude, I was a fish. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse starts. Pick three characters. They can be movie characters, TV show characters. So fictional people? They can be real, too. Just three characters to aid you. To help me in a zombie apocalypse? They stay with you at your house. John Wick? That was one of mine. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Jason Bourne. And... Paul Blart. <laughs> he always finds a way out of sticky situations. I'd go with John Wick, Ratchet and Clank. John Cena. Randy Orton. Randy Orton. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Okay. I think it's Lesnar, not Lesnar. Pick two melee weapons and one gun. So this is zombie just, apocalypse. We're just going over here. Okay. Here. So you said two weapons. Two melees and one one gun. I think I've answered this before. I take the baseball bat with nails in it. Mm-hmm. I take a hatchet and a G eighteen. Interesting. I would get a. Um, I'd get a hatchet too. Um, hatchet, um, aluminum baseball bat, no nails. Aluminum. Just bust their heads off. But I feel like the eventually the end cap will come off. Yeah. And then it's just a hollow bat. It's still solid. Yeah. And take some kind of like lever action, semi-automatic gun. That's just for flair. That's just for fun. It's just for fun. Bop, bop, bop. 360. Bop. You, d- you die so fast. Because I would try and go for some kind of trick shot or something. Look, I've got a baseball bat, a hatchet, and a G18, and a fort made out of wood. What do you got? Can't say the same. Exactly. Would you ever consider going and bulk buying for an apocalypse scenario and just storing it somewhere? If I had somewhere to store it, for sure. Really? I would, honestly, if I, one of the things that I want whenever I'm older is like just a giant piece of land. I would turn two or three acres into like an underground bunker just in case some shit happened. Even though, most likely, we wouldn't need it. It would be completely... I'm trying to think of the right words. Like a nuketown bunker. Yeah, basically. That would be cool to have. But then it's also the... I think I've asked you this, this question before. You ever saw um, Cloverfield? Mm-mm. Did not. That was a really interesting story. 
um, I do recommend that movie. I, I hadn't seen it recently, but probably about four years ago, maybe I saw it. Is it about war? No, so it's kind of this thriller. Yeah, it's horror-ish. And it war. Oh, war. Um, war, no, it's not. So you you the original Cloverfield movie about the aliens? No. Oh, okay. So the original Cloverfield was like this paranormal activity-esque camera. Like a, they want to make you feel like it's just some guy recording the whole thing and you're watching it from the perspective of this guy with a camcorder going around and seeing everything. And that was the original uh Cloverfield, but then I think the one that I'm talking about, I think it's like called 14 or 13 Cloverfield Street, Cloverfield Lane. Okay, I nailed it. That's a good movie, and John Goodman is in it too, and he plays kind of this father figure type guy, and he's just like trying to. I think there's it's him and two other people that are basically in this bunker, and he's like, "Y'all can't leave. You have to stay here. It's not safe out there." And basically the whole premise of the movie was that if you haven't seen it, they're trapped in this bunker and they all, all these, these two people have to go off this girl and this guy or John Goodman's words about what's safe and what's not. And then, then they begin to question like what's real and what's, what's false. And so then as the movie, as it evolves, it kind of, you start to understand Maybe things he was saying weren't true. Maybe they weren't. But then you, like at the beginning of the movie, you had a lot of trust in John Goodman. Anyways, it's, it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. I do recommend watching it. But my what I was saying about your bunkers, it's kind of a similar situation. It's like that Nuketown bunker and it's got the big old wheel on the door and it goes underground and it's all made of concrete and it's kind of a tight space, but you know, there's not a whole lot going on there. Like if you, whenever you think of a bunker, it's exactly what, what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you had a place like that, if you were like on a ranch somewhere and you had this big O, not big, but just you had this bunker that, you know, whether it was easy to find or hard to find, because you could have like a, you know, a concrete like thing sticking out of the ground or you could hide it somewhere, right? Just put a hatch in the ground. Right. Would you do something like that? Would you hide it or would you make it in plain sight? I'd probably hide it. And then anyone that's allowed in knows where it is. I kind of like the idea of making a bunker in the side of a mountain or the side of a hill. Yeah, it's kind of smart. Just dig it out. Right. Like your first Minecraft house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then my question to you is, would you, if you had something like that, you would stock it full of stuff for like an apocalypse type scenario? I mean, I'd only need just like every week, go get a case of water and a few cans of soup and tomatoes. And just fill it up over the course of a year? Over the course of a year, just, yeah. You have five, ten years worth of supplies of food. Hmm. But it, and then when you think about it like that, if you only have only have five or ten years, oh shit, well I need like thirty. Right. Depending on the scenario, but then what happens if you have multiple people? That sucks for them. Oh yeah, so you just make it for yourself, you wouldn't make it for anyone else. <laughs> I'd have to do a lot of math on proportioning. Alright, this is your rations for today. You get half a tomato. You get half a tomato. I was talking to Henry about this TV show yesterday called Alone. Never heard of it? don't think so basically you can find it on netflix and i think it's also on amazon prime and it's nuts these people it's a game show where Mm. people are like left in the arctic i don't know how many people like 10 or so and they have to film themselves there's no camera crew and they're literally by themselves they have to survive on their own 
with whatever that they, they can bring like 10 items with them. So some people bring like a bow and arrow and a fire starter, an axe, stuff like that. And they have to survive by themselves. And I think the newest season, they have to survive for a hundred days. Holy shit. But then the, in the, the first few seasons, I think the first four, you had to be the last person standing. <laughs> Bro, they made a fucking four. And though they would, they would get there like in the summer and it's pretty and there's all this green and plenty of life and things to eat, fishing, moose deer whatever but then the whenever the winter rolls around it's nuts because then they don't eat for like 12 days 13 days and then they're like oh i caught a rabbit i caught a squirrel yes like i'm gonna i'm gonna live off this squirrel for the next you know two days two no two weeks i mean but that it's squirrel, nuts that squirrel only has enough energy for a few days i know and then you know people get out of there and they've lost so much weight they're so skinny sure. Henry was telling you about this one woman that they had to go and get her out of there because she was not surviving. She was she was slowly decaying. She was slowly dying. And they're, and they're like, because what they would do is they have like a, a an evac button that they can use if they, you know, a helicopter will come and get them out of there mm-hmm. if they give up. And it's actually funny. Henry was telling me this one guy, he, in the first like week or so, he lost his fire starter and he looks for it for like the next few hours. And at the end of the day, he's like, all right, I give up. And he just got out. He's like, I'm done. It's like, really? You could look a little longer. I mean, it can't be that far. That'd be funny as shit. Like but, a few hours later, the whole group finds it. Right. And then another premise is that once every three weeks or so, they'll have like a group come and like check your vitals, make sure like you're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's pretty much it. And then they're just on their own. That's like that TV show Naked and Afraid, but with Naked and Afraid, you knew that it was all staged. Right. That's what I don't like about those TV shows. Like, I get it. It's like the drama. Like, it's just something to watch. You can kind of sink your teeth into. But then at the same time, it's like, it's not what it appears to be. Yeah. That's the one thing. Whenever I'm watching a movie, a TV show, any, really anything, I, I really look for realism. And I like, hate reality TV, man. Yeah. I hate it so much. Yeah, because it's just not what it says it is. It's not reality. It's so far from it. But it's called reality TV, right? Right. Yeah. And alone is, I mean, it's it's interesting. I watched probably about an hour or so of it. I think two nights ago, and yeah, it's it's nuts. Like those people know how to do like real survive uh, off the land that they're on. I mean, they know how to do it. Like this one guy had a bow and arrow and he literally shot a squirrel out of the tree next to him and then he skinned it i mean and then ate he, he started doing something really weird he started like eating the blood from the squirrel he's like there's no wasted materials you got to use all of it all the resources it's like well pretty sure you can get sick from <laughs> drinking animal blood yeah um one time during one of my um, baseball trips we went and visited um air force and Air Force has a really the school. Yeah, they have a really nice campus. They have like we we toured the entire campus, bro. They had like thirty different teams for stuff. When I say teams, I mean like Units? baseball field, basketball oh. court. Like they had a field or court for like forty sports. It was nuts. But another big part of like when you go to Air Force or Army or Navy is you're there to serve that that's part of the reason you're there and so part of that's the main reason you're there but um during like 
initiation for the freshmen at Air Force, they had this gigantic mountain. And they said, like, they leave you, you have to go out and survive by yourself for, like, a week on the mountain. And you have to, I forgot how they, like, fact-checked it, but you have to kill a rabbit with your bare hands and then suck its eyeball out of its eye socket. And then if you did that, that means, like, sucking the eyeball out of the eye, the rabbit's eye socket is, like, the final test of initiation. So once you do that, you're in Air Force. When they were telling us that, I was like, that's nasty. Like, Have you ever eaten an eyeball? No, I don't want to. Have you? I have not. Your face says otherwise. No, I have never eaten an eyeball, at least not that I know of. And no, I've... I've heard people say it's not that bad. It's it's just gross if you think about it. Yeah, the psychology aspect of it. Yeah, all that psychology. But uh, Alone's a very interesting show. I don't know how much I'll watch. I'm not really big on TV shows in general, just because they're so time-consuming. But that's one that I could sit down and watch you know, every now and then. I, I, I like that one. That one's interesting. Um also, another thought, and I never really understood this. What's the thought process behind picking someone up from the airport? And because this obviously happened yesterday. It's not that I was crazy late. I had a bunch of things I had to take care of, and I said I'd go pick up Henry. Not a big deal. I, and I picked him up, and I got him all this stuff. But I was late, right? But then there's also your... Like your parents or whoever is always like, you never pick someone up late from the airport. You never leave someone waiting at the airport. And I've heard it so many times. What, I, don't, I mean, like, I'll I get honest it. Like, with you, I've never heard that before. Really? <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that. I've, I've, I've heard. Usually on time, though. Well, I know, but just the emphasis on not being late to pick someone up from the airport. It's almost like it's worse than being late to pick someone up from anywhere else. It's worse than doing drugs. Apparently so. And I felt really bad. I and mean, I apologized. And Henry's like, I'm sorry I was late. Like, you know, I, I got here as fast as I could. And he's like, oh, you know, whatever. Not a big deal. But that thought that, that thought, I'm surprised you've never heard of that before. I thought you were about to tell me Henry got raped or something. No, what the heck? No. <laughs> he was just sitting there right where he said he was going to be. And he was like, oh, what's up? But yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I understand it. It's like, you don't want to be late to pick someone up really ever, but the emphasis on not being late to pick someone up from the airport. I, again, I get it. But then it's like you're late to pick someone up from a doctor's office or you're late to pick someone up from wherever. We were late to start the podcast. No, we weren't. I we, know. Today we, we weren't. What are you talking about? But um, anyways, yeah, I, 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 I don't intend to be late to pick anyone up from anywhere, but I, I also don't know why... The airport is just that one place. You're just not supposed to be late to pick up anyone from. But whatever. Maybe that's just me. I remember one time um, we were all, uh, it was me, mom, and dad. We were just in the kitchen. We were sitting around the dinner table. Dad's just doing paperwork or something. And he's writing in his journal. And just out of nowhere, it's dead silence. Been silent for like five minutes. And dad just goes, you know what my favorite month is? And my mom goes, what? And he goes, May, because it only has three letters. And my mom goes, what the fuck does that have to do anything, to do with anything? And he goes, saves ink. <laughs> May. 
I think we talked about this. I think my favorite month is July. Gee, wow. I know. That's just a coincidence. What's your favorite month, Major? I would say December, but like December in Texas isn't cold. Like if I, I like cold months. It's gotten cold. It has gotten cold. It's colder in February than it. Like I would say at least every other Christmas in Texas, Austin, Texas, it's at least 70 degrees. You know how many times it's been 70 degrees on Christmas morning. It's just another normal summer day. It's just, you know what? We, I, I think it might have snowed on Christmas maybe once. Once. I think it was one time it happened. Yeah. It does, it, it sleets a lot. Yeah. So like, you know, in the middle-ish days of December, you'll wake up and there'll be some ice hanging from trees or some plants. But then that's pretty much it, and it just melts by the next day, and then it's just regular days. You know, Christmas is it's never it's, it's never a summer day. Never it never snows here really. I mean, the ice storm that we had here back in February was one of a kind, obviously. And I felt it it felt bittersweet when that happened because I loved it because it never snows here. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Look at all this ice and this snow, and this is so cool. But then you couldn't get anywhere. And stores were closed, and nothing was going on. People were losing power, not being able to use their water, and it was nuts. We had a great time on campus, though. Remember that? Yeah, that was fun. Nailed we the car. We took, we took my truck and... Took a so, wheelbarrow apart. Yeah, so we took apart David's wheelbarrow. At least I did. And it was just the bucket, and we got a rope, and we put a hitch on the back of my truck, and... Tied a, a knot around the hitch, and you hop in the back of the wheelbarrow, hold on to the rope, and you're going for a ride. You are sledding. You're sledding, man. We're doing it around downtown. I, I don't remember it's, where we it's were. It's downtown S, but it was in West Campus mostly, Yeah, over by the university. And we were just whipping around corners, having a great time. And I was doing like 360s and spinning around and shit. Everyone was, man. It was great. The, the roads were completely iced over. Yeah. And there's just one turn that I hit. And I think there's what, like 10 people in the bed of my truck. Dude, there were so many people. There were so many people. It was ridiculous. But the, everyone's all over the streets and people were doing the same thing too. And they all had their own ways. Like I saw someone with like a cardboard and, and like a, like a, a bin, like a plastic yeah, bin. Yeah, I was going to say like Tupperware, but it's not Tupperware. It's like a big Tupperware. Right. And so, yeah, people were doing that. And so we had this wheelbarrow and you, I took a right turn and there were some cars parked on the street and you hit the, I mean, you swung out. I didn't I swung wide. I did not think that was going to happen. And you drilled the front of this car, and it I, was loud. I hit a, a, a black Honda Civic, probably like a 2019 or a 2020, going like 20, 20 or 15. I would say at least 15 or 20 miles an hour. In a wheelbarrow. And, like, I hit my jaw on the side of it. That didn't even hurt. But, dude, I remember as soon as I nailed that, I just laid back. And I was like, damn, that just happened. And all I hear... <laughs> that was loud yeah but yeah it was uh and I, I turn around and look and i just see the rope right in front of this car and i was like oh no what happened and everyone gets out i'm like gosh what the heck and you were there for a while i was like gosh is he hurt and then you just pop up and you're like yeah let's go let's keep going and i was like oh okay i guess we're good now but i was shocked that you weren't hurt or at least that car there weren't any, did you dent the car i don't know you don't know? 
I mean, I quickly glimpsed at it whenever I got up, but I wasn't trying to stick around or anything. But you could at least left a note. Sorry. <laughs> hit it with my sled. But it's one of those, whenever I hit that car, it was just one of those things where, like, it doesn't hurt, but it just kind of caught you off guard. So you kind of sit there for a second. You're just like, and you're just like. Did you get the wind knocked out of you? Um, Not so much. But it was just one of those things where you sit and you just think about what just happened. Yeah. Was the uh, was the rope cold? Like, were your hands really cold? Freezing. Oh, okay. I figured as much. Because I think at that point, when the roads still had ice on them and a lot, everything was kind of covered in snow for the most part, I mean, the sun was coming out. There was some, some snow melt, kind of, but in the shaded parts, definitely not. Um, but I didn't think it was that bad, at least during the day. And I, I think I only got to ride on the sled through campus once. And I'm not complaining, but I, did you drive or was someone else driving? I drove. You drove? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good time. We made a barstool UT. Oh, that's right. We did. Who was it? Uh, I think it was Hen. No, it was Tommy. Yeah, it was Tommy. Because he grabbed the bottom of the bumper and he... As the car was driving, he was holding on to the back of the truck, like dragging in the street as someone pours a beer into his mouth and yeah. made the front page of UT Barstool. Yeah, that was fun. Um. But there wasn't really much going on during the storm. It was just like, uh, can't shower here. Got to go shower somewhere else. And what are we going to do today? Nothing. I mean, there's really nothing going on. You can't do anything except play in the ice. <laughs> and we ended up having to chip out the driveway because we couldn't leave. And so our driveway is kind of long. It's it's, at a, it's like a slight like 5% incline. Yeah. And it's like about 100 meters, but it kind of goes up a little bit. And... You couldn't get out because the, the road or the, the driveway was iced over. And this was probably like the last two days of the storm. But I, we were basically stuck here. We couldn't leave. It didn't matter if you had four-wheel drive or what. Because it wasn't snow. It was just ice. It was super slick. And so then we spent like an hour, hour and a half chipping out the ice on the driveway, which kind of sucked. Um, definitely hurt, damaged the driveway a little bit, but that's okay. You know, I think is one of the most impressive things that I've like ever seen. What? It's the person that's the cameraman for golf. How do you follow that ball with the camera so perfectly? Like, have you seen they drive the ball and the, the camera's on the ball the entire time? I look up, how do cameras follow? And the first thing that comes up is, how do cameras follow golf balls? <laughs> Because there are cameras and sensors that create a 3D space where objects entering that space are tracked. The light waves created by the golf ball allow the software to track the ball flight and show it up on the screen. And that's why a range needs a certain level of lighting. So yes, there's a software involved. But yes, the, the cameramen have some kind of... Uh, don't laugh. Don't laugh. I'm I'm just being expressive. <laughs> they have some kind of, of talent. They have to know what they're doing, but then the software pretty much takes over, trying to track the ball. Because Top Golf does the same thing too, almost. Because if you whenever you drive balls, Top Golf will show you pretty close, not exact, but pretty close to the flight of your ball mm-hmm. on a screen within a matter of five seconds. Yeah. 
Also, the, also the same thing in hockey. You say it's a hard thing for you to, to watch. The puck. So for you personally to follow the puck, but then how does the cameraman go back and forth and yeah. follow the hockey puck? They probably got like eight cameras though. I feel like hockey is the same thing. I feel like hockey has a, a very similar setup because when I looked that up, how did cameras follow? Oh, yeah. I remembered one of my biggest pet peeves. What's one of your pet peeves? People that are dicks just to be dicks. Like, they don't care about your time or your feelings. You do that all the time. You're lying. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember You remember Coach Strunk from Anderson? I, can, I, can, I can't visualize him, but I, left, I know who you're talking about. He left after you graduated, but good thing for that, too. But I remember one time during baseball, I had to run back in the locker room to get, like, Love or something, a hat, I don't know. But the, the locker room for the baseball locker room is closed or it's locked. And Coach Strunk is walking down the hallway. He walks past the baseball locker room. And I said, and all the coaches have the same keys. Like all the locks are the same. And they just need one key to open up all the locks. I said, Hey, Coach Strunk, can you open up the door real quick? He goes, Go find your own coach. I'm like, you're five fucking feet away, but okay. He, Did he really say that? Yeah, he was like, um, yeah, I didn't write down exactly what he said, but I remember whenever he did it, he was like, go get your own coach or something like that. And I'm just like, dude, you're right fucking here. Yeah, he was like, what, like five feet from the door? Five feet. And he told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Like, it just, it makes me so annoyed when people are assholes just to be assholes. Like, they don't care. Like, I don't know, can you? Oh, my God. I remember the first person that got me with that, and I never got God again. It was Coach Thompson. I was in seventh grade. He was, Coach Thompson was a coach at the high school that our middle school fed, and when I was in seventh grade, he was helping out the middle school because we were short on coaches or something. Said, hey, Coach Thompson, can I go to the restroom? I don't know, Major. Can you? Hey, Coach Thompson, may I go to the restroom? Yes, Major, you may. I never forgot that. Every time for the next... Why did that stick with you? Four years. Every time I saw him at Anderson, I walked past him. I was just like, you were that motherfucker that taught me right. But then how many how many teachers, I mean, obviously you said you never got God again. Because I never did it again. So you always said may. May. Always. May. May I go to the bathroom. Ingrained in your soul. I will never forget it. It was one experience. It sounded like it happened <laughs> 10 times. I mean, and was, then he publicly humiliated you and made you take off your clothes and run a lap around the field or something. I think that would be against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too, but um, yeah, it's kind of funny though. I, I, I sympathize with that a little bit just because I know that there's just some experiences just has to happen one time. It happens one time and you doesn't, you never forget, don't forget it. And you make sure it never happens again. One of those that I've like, that I'm never going to forget or never make the mistake again is one time I was taking a left turn. I was driving. I was taking a left turn in a double left turn lane. Like, there's two turn lanes to go left, and I was on the inside lane, and I went to the outside lane whenever I turned, and I completely cut someone off. Made that mistake three years ago. haven't done it since. 
Yeah, there's some some driving etiquette stuff that I don't think a lot of people understand because mm-hmm. I think that happens a, l- a little bit too often. Yeah, I was telling you about this. It was either yesterday or the day before, but one of my biggest fears is driving and let's say the left lane is completely clear and the middle and right lane are clogged the shit up. Whenever you're just flying down the left lane, my biggest fear is someone being in like the middle lane, not looking in their mirror, and then just whipping out to get into the, the open lane. But as soon as they whip out, I nail them. I just... My foot, if I'm ever flying down the left lane while the other two lanes are clogged up, my foot is on the brake. Like, I am ready. Yeah, I feel like that happens a lot. And, you know, in that situation, I I would think if that happens, that would really suck because whoever is getting hit in that situation, which would be the person in the middle lane. Mm -hmm. They're going to get hit by the car. They're going to get hit bad. Yeah. And there's not much that you can do about it because... I mean, it wouldn't, I don't think it would end up being your fault because I know that a lot of, when they try to place blame and fault on at car accidents. It's whoever was the last, had the last chance to prevent the accident. Right. But then if, it, if they don't give you an option, if you don't even have a choice, because there's no way that you can get out of the way of hitting, there's no way you can slow down fast enough. Even if you don't even touch the brakes and you just plow into them, there's no way that you could have slowed down anyways. I don't think it would even be your fault at that point. But even then, they would get the worst of it. That's a that's a brutal car accident. That's like a T bone. Yeah. Um, I almost got T boned one time. Actually, I'll skip that. But um, okay. Yeah. Yesterday, I got my truck back after like two weeks because a few months ago I was on I thirty five. I already mentioned this on one of the episodes, but I got sandwiched and both of my bumpers were messed up and. I got my truck back yesterday, clean bumpers, looks beautiful. I'm heading down I-35 today to go out to Buda for the job. Flashbacks. Dude, I had a flashback today. Of course, I-35 comes to a screaming fucking halt. I stop, and there's a big-ass ram flying behind me. And I look in my mirror, and I literally said, please don't hit me, please don't hit me, please don't hit me, please don't hit me. He got so close. I I had PTSD. I thought I was about to like be like, great, again. <laughs> the exact same thing on the exact same road, the same situation a day after you get your, car, your truck back. Yeah, I would have not been surprised. That would have perfectly been my luck. Was it one of those... Was it one of those parts of I-35 it was really hilly, and then because of that, everyone... like. Taps the brakes and comes to a complete stop just periodically over those hills. Um, and the line of sight isn't very good. The the one that happened today, it actually wasn't on I-35. It was coming up. I was on 290 to go to the flyover to I-35. And it was like at the base of the ramp. Okay. Came to a stop. But even with the last one, it wasn't the hilly part. It was just everyone came to a stop and the person behind me didn't. Well, he stopped into you. Yeah. I, I cushioned him. Yeah. I remember it was like we made a, a peanut butter Oreo. Uh, there was a Mexican guy in front of me and a Mexican guy behind me and then a white guy in the middle. So, you know, peanut butter Oreo. But I remember the dude that hit me into the guy in front of me. I didn't hit anyone. I got hit into the person in front of me. Whenever we pulled off to the side and we were going through all the logistics or whatever, and he's like... Hey, bro, are you sure you didn't hit him? And I was just like, I'm an honest guy. I would tell you if I hit him. 
I'm sorry, but you're paying for all this. <laughs> Is that how it went down? I didn't say that, but that's pretty much what I said. Is that what actually what happened? Yeah, he was like, are you sure you didn't hit him? And I was like, I'm sorry. Well, no, I mean, like, in terms of insurance. Uh, I, I don't remember. Okay. I don't know. I'm not the primary on the insurance. Right. That's kind of an interesting situation where a multi-car accident, but how do you assess fault and then decide who pays for what? Because he hit you, but then he pushed you into the car in front of you, and so now you've got three he's, cars. He's, I, w- I would say he's the most at fault, even though he can't prevent me hitting the person in front of me, but I had already prevented myself from hitting the person in front of me. Yeah. So if he hits me into him, that's just a stupid situation, dude. My truck, what? The, the insurance quote on my truck was like six grand. Really? Yeah, and the dude in front of me had a fucked-ass bumper, and his truck, the dude that hit me, he was fine. Like, it was an F-250. He was just fine. But, yeah. The quote on my hail damage on my truck was like nine. Yeah, that hit every part of your truck. My truck got drilled. I mean, I mentioned it before. There was a bunch of cars, uh, neighbors of mine where I was living. I mean, their cars were totaled. I mean, completely totaled. Like, there's no point in fixing the hail damage. Um, so then there's, you know, driving around with hail damage. And that's what I'm doing now still. I don't know what the, the whole process of getting my truck fixed, but um, it's out of my hands right now. But um, whenever you come to a stop at stoplights in general, how far do you keep yourself from the car in front of you? Do you ever stop kind of close, close-ish? One thing dad told me whenever I was learning to drive, he was like, make sure you can always see the tires of the car in front of you. So that is one thing I can, if I can't see the tires in front of them, I'm probably high because when I'm high, I get really close, but I'm not going to hit them. I'm not stupid. I'm just not thinking. But um, I would say when I come up to a stoplight or a stop sign, I'm always, and even like driving down the road in traffic, I'm at least like a car's distance behind. I want to make sure I have time to stop. Yeah, and I always make sure I have enough time to stop too, but I remember someone giving me a hard time about being too close because they're like, you're so close. If the car behind you hits you, you're going to hit the car in front of you too. I was like, well, I'm really not that close. And what are the odds the car behind me is going to hit me? And then your story. So um, I probably get a little too close. I mean, I, I really don't get close. I mean, there's you could fit three people in between me and the car in front of me usually. People or cars? People are cars. People are in cars. Cars a movie. Mm. Cars too. You know why Sally wanted Lightning McQueen? Why? Did you see that finish line finish where he sucks Tony out? I, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> yes. And to answer your question about the hockey puck thing, they've created a puck with infrared emitters and use active tracking. A set of 10 infrared cameras fixed to the catwalk at the top of the arena. I can see that. To keep tabs on it. 30 times a second, data is collected from the puck and the player tags that are slipped into the backs of the players' jerseys. Wow. Next level stuff. That is next level. Something they should do in baseball is what they do in football, where they have a camera on tightrope above yeah. that, that, that camera angle. It's a really good camera angle, but you also if you think... It. If you think about it, though, 
it can't be out there before the pitch is thrown. It has to go out there after the, the ball is already in play. Because then if someone, you know, hits a moonshot and just drills the camera, then it's like, okay, now what? Yeah. Why are you sitting like that? I can't sit comfortably. I don't know. You can't, if you, obviously you can't see Major. He's squatting in his chair now. It's okay. Um, One thing, one lesson I learned myself, I had to learn the hard way. And I didn't, I didn't really like think that it would go so south. But I remember one time I woke up and I had like a crazy dream. And there was someone in the dream that I did not think would be in my dream. And so when I woke up, I texted him. I was like, yo, you were in my dream last night. And it was a girl. She freaked the fuck out. She thought I was weird. She was like, oh my God, you're so weird. Now that I think about it, I should have been like, yo, I had a wet dream last night. And <laughs> <laughs> just change the story a little bit. Sorry, I was muted. What was that? I was just saying, just change the story a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't a wet dream, but should have said it was. Oh, I have a question for you. Have you ever seen a seizure happen? Like, have you ever seen someone have a seizure in front of you? Yeah, I watched you have one. Actually, you didn't. You walked away and I had it. <laughs> I have had a seizure next to you. Um, I remember one time uh, I was I was a senior and we were in the weight room. And To be honest, I thought you were being dramatic. I know. I actually did have a seizure. But um, we were in the weight room and I would explain the exercise that I'm doing, that I'm doing, but it, it would take too long for such little information to what the story actually is but i'm doing my exercise and there's someone in front of me doing their exercise i'm on my knees doing mine and they're standing in front of me but we're not facing each other he's probably like five ten feet in front of me and i i do a rep i come back up and this dude just drops and starts like spazzing like he was, he was having a seizure, but, like, he just dropped, and his body was in just this rapid motion. And I was one of the first people to see it. Where was, was just, this? This was during weight room at Anderson, like, during baseball class. And this dude's having a seizure, and I'm one of the first people to see it. And I'm just, I didn't know what to think. I was just looking around, like, this, this isn't right. Like, this shouldn't be happening. And then... We needed someone to go get a trainer so, like, we could deal with the situation. And the biggest, fattest person is like, I'll do it. And they run down to the trainer's office. We literally could have picked anyone else and it would have went faster. But you picked the wrong person or the wrong person volunteered? The wrong person volunteered. He should have been sitting there with his hand on the dude's back like it's going to be okay. I don't think you're supposed to touch someone who's having a seizure. Yeah, you actually aren't. What one thing I one thing I learned about seizures is when someone's having a seizure, you're supposed to roll them onto their side and put stuff put stuff something in their mouth because whenever you're having a seizure, your tongue could roll backwards and you could choke on your tongue. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, so if someone's having a seizure, roll them onto their side, stuff like a cloth or shit, even your fist in their mouth and actually I wouldn't say your fist, but some stuff something in their mouth and get help. Yeah. I'm looking up something real quick that I, I've been curious about that I've I might have mentioned before. Um Ow. 
You okay? Charlie horse. You have a Charlie horse? Wow. So, do you know how expensive it is? Obviously, you know that rockets that go into space are pretty expensive. Yeah, they cost they cost a good amount of coin. And do you know how much it costs to move something that weighs one kilogram? So, like two point two pounds. So two two point two pounds of anything. How much money does it cost to move? To take, let's say, if you wanted to take something with you to space, let's say it was oh. it was your phone, and your phone weighs like two pounds. How much do you think it costs to take your phone with you to space? Thousand dollars. When the space shuttle is in operation, it could launch a payload of twenty-seven thousand and a half kilograms. So, like, what would that be? Fifty pounds, fifty thousand pounds. Pretty close to about sixty, fifty-five thousand pounds. For $1.5 billion or $54,000 per kilogram. And for, good. for SpaceX, the Falcon 9, the rocket used to access the ISS, the cost was actually just $2,700 per kilogram. So that was a lot more that's efficient. A yeah, the, that's a great deal, the SpaceX launch. The Falcon 9, it was only uh, $2,700. That's a pretty good savings right there. So you want to take your phone with you to space. Right now it costs you $2,700. Not to mention yourself. With, um, with Oh, do you think in the future whenever people... Sorry to cut you off. When people go to space regularly... because like of that commercial space travel? Right. Do you think people will intentionally like diet and lose weight so it's cheaper to go to space? Because I, like, <laughs> I feel like they would charge people based on the amount that they weigh to go to space. Like your ticket varies based on how much you weigh and how much you're bringing with you. I mean, obviously, they're going to make the rules. I mean, in today's society, people would say, oh, that's fat shaming or whatever. But, like, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense to do it that way. I mean, it costs more fuel yeah. to move you versus that 90-pound girl over there yeah. or that 110-pound girl or whatever. So I'm 210 pounds, and my ticket, it would make sense, would, would cost more than... Then my ticket because I'm 185 pounds. Exactly, it would. I feel like that would make sense. It would. So I'm curious to know if that's how they'll end up doing it because I think I think Elon mentioned that commercial space travel can happen soon. Yeah, what I was gonna say is before you started talking about space travel, I was gonna ask you whenever commercial space travel becomes a thing, are you gonna go? That's gross. Don't pick your skin. That's gross. I don't want to see that. Don't put your don't put your scabby knee in front of me and start picking at it. Anyways, what were you saying? Well, Brant, whenever <laughs> uh, commercial space travel becomes an actual, I'm sorry, I couldn't focus. I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> focus on what you were saying. Would you do commercial space travel? Like, would you hop on a, a spaceship with 25 other people to go to space? It would depend one how much it costs, and two how long I'm going to be there. But I would say in a lot of cases, yes. Depending on where we're going to, because if we're going to Mars, that's got to be locked down. I don't want to get stuck there, let alone end up dying there. That would suck. Oh, my God, dude. You're halfway to the commercial travel to Mars, and they're like, by the way, this is a one-stop shop. You're halfway there. Like, yeah, you're not coming back. That's kind of like the 
I mean, and what what could you really do? You couldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. You I mean, don't know how to fly a fucking spaceship. I'm going to fly it right back. <laughs> oh, Just you dive into the atmosphere. Take that back or I'm turning us around. I will turn the spaceship around so fast. Yeah, I think I would do it. I would, I would like to go to the ISS at some point. That would be really cool. I want to be able to see the curvature of the Earth from space. Yeah, that, that would be really cool. I think it would be really cool to be able to... Because or how flat it is, one of the two. Be able to prove or disprove. I saw a YouTube video that said 10 challenges for flat earthers. That's just a waste of time. Like, come. It had like 7 million views. Really? Yeah, like, I... I don't think... I, I think it's just a conspiracy. I don't think anybody is actually a flat earther. I don't think anyone actually believes that. They there's, just say that... There's the some pretty fucking dumb people out Well, there. I know, but even then, I don't think... Well... <laughs> we live in America, Brown. I Yes, yes, I know. People can be persuaded so easily. But... Even then, you have to just think. People don't, down to their core, they don't really believe that it, the Earth is flat. I mean, that's like the same people that say the moon landing was fake. But I did see a video. Do you think the moon landing was fake? Fuck no. Are you right. kidding me? Right. <laughs> um, I did see a video that was like, it was these flat earthers trying to prove that the Earth was flat. And so him and his friend went like a thousand meters away from each other and set up two boards and if they shine the light at this height on this board then it should be at this height on the other board it was one of those like military grade lasers that go forever and they're like if if it's at this height on the board then that means the earth is flat and then start playing the yeah because they were so off. Oh, you you talking about the uh what's it called? The end credits when that guy Dick Wolf? Yeah. The Dick Wolf credits, yeah. Yeah. So like whenever Curb your they, enthusiasm. Whenever they shined the light, it was supposed to be at the same height as where they shined it from, but it was like three inches higher. Higher? Yeah. The earth oh curves. yeah, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. I don't remember the exact distances that they were at, but I know when they shined the light, it was higher than it was supposed to be. Because, I mean, if you really are a flat earther, and God help you, go on Google. The internet is so accessible. Go on Google and look up pictures of Earth. And there's going to be lots and lots of pictures of Earth from space. And they're so... The pictures are so clear. So... I mean, they look amazing. There's no way you can fake that. There's no way that you can Photoshop a picture like that. Because I'm going to look at a picture right now. You also got to think about if, you know how many planets are in our solar system? Uh, eight. eight, yeah. There are eight planets in our solar system. Why would Earth be the only one that's flat? Like, look at the other seven planets and then Pluto. All then, of them are fucking spheres. But then you'd have to, if you think Earth is flat, then you think all the other celestial objects in the solar system are also flat. But every picture we have of every planet is a sphere. Right. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, 
I don't think anybody is actually a flat earther. I really don't. And the people that say like in '69 the moon landing it's just was a fake. Joke. I'm saying I'm saying being a flat earther is just a joke. But people saying that the Earth the moon landing was fake. What do you mean? I'm sure there's people out there that think the moon landing was fake. Oh, for sure. I think there's really people that do believe that. You got to think about it. Back in '69, there was no such things as Photoshop, Video Shop, CGI. But then they said that Stanley Kubrick, the director who did uh, Space Odyssey and The Shining, that he directed a movie. Like, he directed the moon landing, quote-unquote. Oh. And that they shot it on whatever, in some kind of, you know, special cinematography. One thing that I do think about with the moon landing is, was it live whenever they did it? Or did they, like, record it and then come back and post it? That would be a good question for Dad. I'm sure he would know the answer to that. I think it was live if it was live, I, kn- I know that the whenever the launch was obviously live yeah but feed from houston and the moon i don't think that was live because i mean yeah if something bad happens right i mean that can't be live there's no way that, that can be live because you can't you can't plan for that you can't expect that so are you getting texts yeah if the, if the camera can't what? What, you, what? The camera footproof? Yeah. Can't, can't what? If they can't hear, I got a few texts. Mr. Popular over here. Clearly. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how to deal with fame. I mean, two texts in the last hour. Good for you, man. And a Snapchat. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you, I don't think anyone actually believes the Earth is flat, down to the core. Like, like without a doubt, the Earth is flat. No. There's, I mean, there's so much evidence that shows that there is no doubt in my it's mind a, that the Earth is flat. That's what I'm saying. So people say that, and there's like a flat Earth society. It's just a joke. It's just one big joke because I don't think anyone actually believes it. But then I would put money that there is at least one person that thinks the Earth is flat. Do you like conspiracy theories? Yes, I don't. Like I don't read a conspiracy theory. I'm like, oh my god, that is true. Like I think they're like good interesting food for thought i love food for thought but with a lot of conspiracy theories you just got to think about like realistic and what would actually happen with some conspiracy theories i do like to read into them and like what's an example of one that you've that you've read that you kind of like let me just look up common conspiracy theories All right, six common. Well, I'll, I'll say one. I'll say one that I like, that I would like to get to know the bottom of. Maybe it's already been dispelled, mm-hmm. but because of a documentary that I once watched on Netflix years ago, Kurt Cobain. That he killed himself? Whether or not he killed himself. I think he did. I, I think that he did, but a lot of the details were really fuzzy. Iffy, yeah. I mean... That investigation was, uh, I think, no, well, not not I think, but it's notorious that it was mishandled uh, pretty significantly. And it was just that whenever they went in to do the investigation, a lot, I mean, everything was presumed that he killed himself. Everyone just kind of assumed, like, yes. Like, they already felt like they had the answer. They're like, yes, this was a homicide or a suicide, I'm sorry. And 
there's just there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of information people that he talked to uh things about you know where he killed himself and how he got in there and like here's the, the whole day i think when he died I don't, I don't know why i remember this but april i think it was april 6th and 94 and i think the three days before he didn't talk to anybody nobody and I don't know. It was just, it was weird. It was an interesting documentary because what happened, it was, it was told from the perspective of a private investigator who was hired by Courtney Love, who was his wife at the time. And she hired him to figure out where he is because he did, he, he basically went MIA, right? So she hired a private investigator to find him. And at the end of the investigation, this he didn't come to the same conclusion that the Seattle Police Department came to, because there's a lot of holes in the stories and kind of some untrustworthy alibis, that type of deal. So he was like, "I don't know if he did or he didn't." Like, there's there's not really any hardcore evidence. Well, you can say that the hard evidence was that yes, he had the shotgun, he was sitting there right next to it, and he was dead, right? But I mean, someone could have shot him and put the gun there. Right, and so then the gun that he killed himself with, presumably, Courtney, I think she took the gun and she had it melted. So then the gun was destroyed so that was very, the, very soon after it happened. That's tampering with evidence. Right, and so it kind of gets into that weird area, like, yeah, I, I guess she had the right to do that. Maybe that's something that they gave her the option to do. She can't. I don't I don't know. So that's what I'm saying. It was really mishandled, the whole investigation. Yeah. And so the gun got melted down and what they could have found and a lot of evidence that was supposed to be there, but then kind of just wasn't there. Wasn't coincidentally. Well, yeah. It just it was just iffy, you know? Just yeah. iffy. That's one that I can I can dive deeper into. All right. I gotta the probably the most common conspiracy theory ever. Bigfoot. Do you think he's real? No. No, he's not real. No. The this thing says there have been two thousand thirty two Bigfoot sightings in Washington State. I think How many people do you think mistake a bear for Bigfoot? Or anything. A a tree. Let's say you're out in the woods, and I mean, it's really thick up in those woods, and there's all these trees everywhere, and then you just see a glimpse of something moving, something large moving between the trees. I mean, come on. Come on. There's a giant active volcano under Yellowstone in Wyoming, and if it erupts, it could wipe out the entire U.S. That's complete conspiracy. I'm sure if it erupted, it would take out all of Wyoming. I thought you were going to go a completely different direction with that. I thought you were going to say that if it erupts, it'll wipe out all the Bigfoots. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. All of the Bigfoots would go extinct if the volcano erupts. What's another one? Some believe that Truman Capote wrote Harper Lee's... Capote. Oh. Truman Capote wrote Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird. They say that Harper Lee didn't write it, and Truman Capote did. I'll have to look more into that one. That sounds interesting. I can can see that happening. Martin Luther King Jr. being assassinated. I think it actually happened. I thought he did. I thought he was. What what is the official uh, 
autopsy report. Because, I mean, that's news to me that that's a conspiracy. I always thought to this very moment that he was assassinated. That's just, I thought everyone knew that. They say the person that killed him was framed. Wait, so you're saying that it was an assassination, but the person who they said did it isn't the actual person that did it. Oh, okay. Now that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, he stepped onto his balcony in Memphis, Tennessee and was shot at 39. Oh, here's another good conspiracy for the United States. Do you think the government is hiding something in Area 51? Do you think there's something in there that if the public knew about it, there would be some kind of meltdown or at least it would it would cause some drama in the public eye? Yes. I would say, when I say that, I don't mean like there's aliens or something. I just mean, that just goes with anything with the government. There's a lot of things that the government knows but doesn't tell people, mainly because it would cause so much stir and basically the complete collapse of society as a whole. And it wouldn't be far off to say that there's there's things that they know about and they're not telling us. I think everyone knows that. The Loch Ness Monster. Real. <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster. 100% real. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw aliens with my own eyes. I think the original Loch Ness Monster story is... Like 400 years old or 500 years old. It's like Sweden or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's an old dinosaur. Some believe that there is a secret chamber behind Mount Rushmore. Like behind the faces, there's a secret chamber in there. Well, there is. There is? You don't know about the story of Mount Rushmore? I guess not. Okay, so that was the original plan for Mount Rushmore. The guy who basically directed the sculpting of the president's face into the side of this mountain. What he wanted to do was carve tunnels inside of the mountain, basically in their heads and put all of the documents, the, the, uh, the sensitive documents of the United States, the declaration of independence, the constitution, put all those things inside of Mount Rushmore. And so there was a kind of hide it in plain sight thing. Not even that, but just that's what kind of what he wanted to do. He just wanted to make Mount Rushmore this uh, secret, not secret, but just this the site that people would would go to because he wanted to create a new, a very unique level of significance for it. Do you know what movie? So creating tunnels inside of Mount Rushmore was something that was yeah thought of before. Uh, do you know what movie dabbles into that? What movie? Is it Declaration of No? It's uh, National Treasure. Yeah. That way, National Treasure talks about there being caves inside of Mount Rushmore or tunnels. It says others believe there are hidden treasures in the room, an idea explored in Nicolas Cage's okay. National Treasure. Well, it's not his National Treasure. Well, obviously. Why well, can they say it's his National Treasure? Um, but yeah, no, that whenever they were building Mount Rushmore, whenever they were making it, that was something that the the main director, sculptor, whatever, whoever it was, I forget his name. He was kind of a crazy dude, clearly. Some people in Idaho say the government is poisoning them with chemicals, and that is why Idaho has the lowest average IQ. Tell that to Mississippi. <laughs> Do you know that Al- I was going to say no. Or is, or, is it, or is it Alabama? Because no, I know that... Alabama is actually one of the smarter states. 
Really? Believe it or not. <laughs> well, it's not that it's a believe it or not thing. I just know that it's been notorious that uh, that area, Mississippi, Alabama, and I don't know which towns it is, but I've, I mean, I've heard enough to know that they don't have a very reliable water supply. Um, another conspiracy. I'm not looking at this one on my computer. I just had to remember this off the top of my head. Um, John F. Kennedy's brain. You know, with a lot of very big figures and really smart people, they keep their brains. And obviously for like autopsies and stuff like that, like they have Stephen Hawking's brain sitting in a glass tube filled with water so it doesn't decay or whatever the the liquid is so it doesn't go away. Whenever they took John F. Kennedy's brain out of his head, it didn't make it to where it was supposed to go that night. And it's gone. Um, I think his brain. I mean, it was, was splattered on the side of the car, but the other three quarters of it. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was. I was gonna say it's in the street, but you said car. I <laughs> I have a very dark sense of humor, so whenever I whenever I use analogies and stuff like that, it doesn't. I don't hesitate to use like gross or dark analogies. Right. Um. Yeah. I I guess. Also, something interesting about that that I was thinking about was. I guess up until about a year ago, I had always heard his name, Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm-hmm. Oswald. I thought up until about a year ago that we still don't know who killed JFK. But I've always heard his name before. And I don't know why I thought that it was a conspiracy trying to figure out who killed JFK. But now what I can tell you is that this isn't for certain, but... I could say with uh, pretty good confidence that the mob was involved in making that deal happen. He was a very progressive president. I mean, he, he was, was. going to do lots of big things. He was. And I heard this from, who was it? Uh, Michael, I think it's Corleone. Mike Corleone. He was a uh, a mob guy in the... 60s, 70s, he was a part of a, a, an old family. I forget what the name of the mob family was. But what he said was the mob was involved in getting JFK elected. And when JFK didn't follow through on his promises that he was going to do for the mob, they're like, hey, we helped you get elected. Do these things for us because we got you here. And he still he wouldn't do what they were asking or he wouldn't do what the mob was asking. So this conspiracy title it says the CIA. but it's a conspiracy i'm not going to say it's true the cia had a hand in jfk's assassination people say that too who knows can you can you uh, i also thought about this can you imagine if we lived in a world where you could find out the answer to conspiracy in a second and everybody knew it and what i mean by that is we all knew the, we know who killed JFK. We know how that happened. We know if the moon landing is fake. We know if Kurt Cobain killed or didn't kill himself. And now what do we do with this knowledge? How is the world different now? How did uh, Martin Luther King die? Who killed Martin Luther King? Let's say that all the, let's say it was like a Woj drop and it just dropped on us all of a sudden. You know who Woj is? No. He's a, an, He's a reporter for like sports and stuff. He'll like be one of the first people to break like someone getting traded to a different team or, you know, someone drafting someone, that, that type of deal. But anyways, if you knew the answer to these questions that a lot of people don't have the answer to, or you 
you know, the general public has no idea. Do you think it would cause like a huge stir? Like people would go nuts. Well, you'd have a bunch of fact checkers on your ass. Because then what happens if these conspiracies are true? And then they're proven true. And then, you know, it could be one of those things where, you know, the, the government's hiding something in Area 51. We've just been. And then we find out, oh, yeah, they're hiding aliens in Area 51. And all of a sudden, just everything falls apart. We're like, where are the aliens? Show us the aliens right now. I, mean, I was listening to one of Joe Rogan's podcasts with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And I, I asked you the same question that Joe Rogan asked Neil deGrasse Tyson. He said, do you think that the government is hiding something in Area 51? What Neil deGrasse Tyson said is that, no. I mean, we think the government is this big, huge, like, powerful thing, but our government really isn't huge and powerful like that. Yeah. Like he, can, he can explain it way better than I can. Oh, I'm sure, sure. You're, you're summarizing it pretty significantly. Yeah. But, no, I, I understand what you're saying. But then there's also things like, I mean, I, I don't want nine eleven an inside job, right? That type of deal. I mean, was the Holocaust what if it, a myth? <laughs> that's actually one of them on this page. Really? That's 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 the number one on this this conspiracy th- this page. Myths about the Holocaust. Wait, There's, myths about the Holocaust, or is the Holocaust as a as a whole a myth? The title of the article is "Myths About the Holocaust," and then whenever you start reading into it, there's people out there that say the Holocaust did not happen. If I had a time machine, losers, I would go back to like 1930 or something like that and just be like, hey, remember the number six million and then just leave. Do you think history would be different? No, it depends <laughs> who you tell. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's also, an, I, I know one conspiracy that I like to think about this one. One of the most fascinating people to me, and this is going to come out really weird, but Hitler. I think Hitler is a really fascinating guy, and that doesn't mean I don't like Jews. I just think Hitler's really interesting. And you just said you like his mustache. I told the dad he did not think that was funny. He was like, "That's too far." But there's conspiracy that Hitler was one of the German soldiers during world war one and he was shot and injured on the battlefield and he was going to bleed out and die. But a soldier came back and saw him and saved him. That's a conspiracy. That's one thing that I've heard before, which I mean, think about that. If Hitler just, if that one person was like, nah, fuck that guy. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, I mean, you can think Hitler's interesting. Um, I don't think what 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 Dan was. Uh, oh, I don't. I don't think it was right. Anything of that shit. But the like, like I said, for I someone think, to think that way. Yeah, I have a very dark sense of humor, so dark stuff can interest me. So just the thought process of Hitler kind of interests me. Right, and so there's this quote that goes: "An educated mind can entertain an idea without accepting it." And so you were kind of poking fun the other night about wanting to read Mein Kampf and wanting to read... I actually do want to read it. That's what I'm saying. So you wanting to read uh, the Communist Manifesto, so things like that. Where, and what I mean by, by that quote is like wanting to read it just to understand it, but not necessarily accepting it for what it is. Yeah. Or like, right. So then just immediately beginning to believe in it just because you read it, right? Yeah. I so, just want to read it because... It's a part of history. It's something that happened, and it, it was actually 
I was at Barnes and Noble today. I did buy a book. Um, I have a few books. What'd you buy? Mein um, Kampf. I I read Mein Kampf. I started to read it. I it's in it. it's in Barnes and Noble. Yeah, I found it. But one book I did buy is called. Also, that, that bugs me. Sorry to cut you off again. People that call Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Nobles. Barnes and Nobles. I know too many people that say Barnes and Nobles. You're fucking kidding. I'm being so serious right Barnes now. Barnes and Noble. It's Barnes and Noble. People call I'm like no, it's Barnes and Noble. Like no, it it's Barnes and Nobles. Like read the sign. It's literally right there. There's no S at the end. Anyways, sorry. you were making me think there was an S on the end. There's not. There's literally not. I'll Google it right now. But um, I bought a book called Think Think and Grow Rich. It's actually a very Barnes and Noble. Okay, there's no <laughs> S. There's literally no S. Think and Grow Rich is a very um cherished book among wealthy people and it has a lot of not guidelines but ideas of how to work with money and stuff like that and it actually says on the back of the book the biggest secret to money is said almost a hundred times in the book but it's not said you have to figure out what it is so you'll read something in that book a hundred times said differently and you have to figure out what the, the secret to money is that's interesting. Yeah, but I'll be reading that over the next few weeks. I do have the... Um, I can't remember what it's called. I need to go see what the name of this book is. Do you know anyone that calls Reese's Reese's? I know one person that calls them that, and I don't speak to them for that reason. And I, <laughs> I think I'm kind of in the same boat. I think there's maybe one or two people. I mean... I don't know what it is about calling things by the wrong name. It just bugs me sometimes. I just can't. It's like, no, it's pronounced like this. You say it like this because it's not the same thing when you say it like that. It's, com- it's a completely different thing. Anyways, you went and saw the book? Yes, The Intelligent Investor. And it's, a, it's a book about the stock market written in like the 40s. And it's been revised like the Bible, but they refer to it as the Bible of the stock market. So, so it's, it's not going it, to... It's a pretty famous book is what you're saying. It's very, very famous. It's not going to tell you how to invest into the stock market, but it just gives you guidelines and stuff like that. What was it called? The Intelligent Investor. I think I've heard of that before. You definitely have. Yes. Yeah. also sitting in my room. Okay, well. It's been a good one. I, well, you could say that now. That's fine. <laughs> you always say, it's been a good one. It's been a good one. This one fucking sucked. Yeah, this this was pretty bad. I had a really terrible time doing this. Um, but honestly, I'm I want to talk more about conspiracy theories tomorrow. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm in for that. I want to talk more about Kurt Cobain. The, I do, I really do, because that's just one that I don't know. It it, it really interests me. Trying to figure out because there's I mean, just so many holes. I don't know. I mean, because you can say the same thing about the the moon landing being fake, the holes in the moon landing. But I remember MythBusters. Literally on TV, they debunked it. They said, yeah, whenever they went to the moon, they put reflectors on the moon. There are literally reflectors on the moon. So if you shoot a laser at the moon at the very spot they put the reflector, you'll see the light come back. And they literally did that. Wow. So Mythbusters busted the conspiracy theory about theory about the moon landing being fake. But the Kurt Cobain one is different. I want to know more about it. Yes, and I'm going to do some, some research and I'll come back tomorrow and... and have a, a little bit of more educated perspective on it. And one of those songs, I think it's Come As You Are, he says, um, and no, I don't have a gun. 
Yeah. He had a gun. He did have a gun in his lap. Yes. When they found him. Did it say where the bullets entered? <laughs> no, I'm actually being serious. No, I just thought it was funny because our heads turned at the same time anyways. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. That's why I'm going to do some more research and I'll come back tomorrow. And I'm going to present this conspiracy theory because there's no way. There's no way it's been solved. Because they reopened the case recently. They reopened the homicide, or not homicide, the suicide of Kurt Cobain in the last like two or three years. The Seattle Police Department said, we're going to reopen the case. And I think they closed it pretty briefly after they opened it. Um, but I want to dive deeper into it. I want to know more about it. Yeah, we can definitely do that. I'll come with some uh, my own conspiracy. Your own conspiracy? We'll just make the conspiracy podcast. I mean, we could just do tomorrow's episode all about conspiracy. Well, what we can also do is find a Shaq conspiracy. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't. Don't. So what, your job is to come with some Shaq conspiracy theories, and I'll look into Kurt Cobain. All right. I got you. Okay. All right. So... More conspiracy, more conspiracy theories and a Shaq conspiracy theory tomorrow. I don't know what to so, say. Let's say don't say it. It's been a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's been a good one. Catch you next time. <laughs>